Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's that time of the week again. Time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. Episode number 209, I think, Rob. I'd like to know uh, what was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of the implementation of our... Yeah, apparently this show may, <laughs> adult, may, uh, may contain, contain some adult themes. But what, what is it? What defines an adult theme? I mean, this is something that I... We have in the past talked about uh, genitalia. But is that adult i mean we the, well, the key is to use uh proper terminology toddy goldsmith so swore on our show she, she did i have once yeah by mistake it was when we were playing uh sports boulder dash okay yeah and unbelievably gavin ingham annoyed me <laughs> and, and i i totally forgot we were on air because <laughs> uh, uh, it was it was that caught up in the moment and i think i just yelled a big f off <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we do, we do mention make, that. make mistakes. Mistakes Adult, happen. They do. Yeah, we wouldn't be human if mistakes didn't happen. Rob. Yeah, we'd yeah. be machines. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's more enticing for people to want to listen. It, oh, we're X-rated now. Well, we're not even X-rated. Not we're, even we're, close. Not, not even a fifteen plus. Really, PG. I'm fine. It's PG, with it. people. Yeah. Well, Rob. I just, just read a very funny thing on, oh, did you? on uh, Insta- a, a new type of golf score on your golf card. Right. It's called a Brogy. Brogy. And it's when and it's got a picture of a guy giving the wink and the nod, and it says, when you make a triple on a hole, your friend puts you down for a bogey. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's cheap. Brogy, bro. You're the one advocating not to cheat <laughs> to get in the Australian Oh, I, I just and thought it was sudden... funny. I, I would never. I, I, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I, I, oh, I was in panic last Trump-esque. Week. I ca- I He's came... got Loads of projects. <laughs> Endless. <laughs> hole by hole. Um, although the, he does it himself. It's not someone by someone else's I think he gets signing. held out by his caddies. Okay. To give him a nudge. Caddies. Several caddies. I'm sure he's gone through several caddies. Yeah. I was in a mad panic two weeks ago. After, after we came out of this lockdown, I went to the yeah. range. I, I, I thought I'd lost my swing. I really thought I lost my swing. I was uh, full-blown case of the shanks, like tin cup. Oh, a bit Simone Biles. Terrible. And right. I and I, I couldn't hit the ball. It, really? it got to, I started off hitting it okay, and then it just disintegrated into a shambles. And I had to go back to the, the drill that the coach taught me when I was 15 years old, the, oh. the one time that I went to golf coaching. Right. And he taught me how to get feel. And I had to go back and just just get the feel back. Anyway, two weeks later, I'm, I'm oh, on you're fire. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. I'm glad uh, but, to But that's scary, though. That you, can, you can lose your swing like that. I um, used to live yeah? with a guy whose girlfriend's brother used to play for Northamptonshire. Okay. If you look on YouTube... So, football. Soccer. Uh, yeah. Cricket, sorry. Cricket. Yeah. Okay. Used to play for Northants. If you look on YouTube under the heading, is this the worst bowling over ever? Yeah. That's... Look- Scott Boswell. Normally it's Daryl Tuffy on that one, though. No. Scott Boswell in a Nat West Cup final at Lords. Yeah. Full house. Used to be on BBC as well. It used to be the biggest game of the year, the Nat West final. He got the yips bowling. Couldn't get it on the pitch. Oh, no. Yeah. Just think... that much pressure. Couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, generally. Ugh, I think. How, it... how has bowling been during the day before that, before coming back on? I think it must have been okay. Like, it was a one-day final, so they, it, he must have been playing... So, he, how many balls in the over then? 17 or something. Oh. It was horrendous. It was, it, and being a cricketer, awful to watch. 
watch as well because yeah. he knew what he was going for. And, and not end that, of end of career. He did make a comeback a yeah. little bit, but he no, it wasn't right. Nah. Um, the worst thing was he was an opening bowler, mm. and he couldn't. There's no couldn't generate any pace, no yeah. rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got the yips totally. And I did hear about uh, another guy as well that was starting to run up to the pitch and couldn't let go of the ball. I'm not sure whether that Mark was, Richardson. I'm not sure whether that was first class cricket, like a bowler, but running in and literally could not let go of the ball right. in his bowling delivery. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So the yips in cricket. Uh, but that's, that is what happened to Mark Richardson. Okay, right. So he, he was a bowler, a spin oh, bowler. All right, yeah. Yeah, and he got the yips and couldn't bowl anymore. And that's why he had become an opening batsman. Okay. He figured out the only way I could ever play international career is if I become an opening batsman in New Zealand because I've never had good openers ever. Right. And there's always a rotation of openers. No one's ever any good. And he just figured out this very basic technique. No hurry. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Boycott style. Block, yeah. block, block. If it's wide, then you play your shot. And he had two shots. He had a sort of a, a drive through the offside. Yeah. And a sort of a glance or, or maybe yeah. a sort of a, a pull. Do you know what? It, cricket's a simple game sometimes. The top players, Alistair Cook being one, mm. what, 12,000, 11,000 test runs, yep. he's only got three shots. That's all you need. As long as you can play those three shots really well and you know in advance if the ball pitches. And in training, when we used to go to nets, mm. you know, at an elite level, used to draw a little hashtag yep. on the pitch. So if the ball pitches in one of those squares, you limit yourself to those shots. Ah. Keep out the good ones. But if you know it's short on the offside, you know you're going to play your cut. If you're good yeah. at a cut. Yeah. You know, if you're not good at a cut, you leave it. But you predetermine yourself yeah. when the ball pitches there, this is my shot. And you limit yourself yeah. to those shots. Now, this is in the days of four-day cricket. And, and then no, as you hit it, you go, hashtag cover drive. Hashtag cover drive, yeah. yeah. Or hashtag, hashtag leg glance. Leg exactly yeah. Hashtag right. full defence. So you limit yourself to yep. four or six shots, and you do those well. And keep out the good ones. But that sounds so boring. You know, What about charging down the pitch, having a big tonk, hit it for six over the bowlers? When head? did you ever see so, Jeffrey Boycott... <laughs> Well, Charge down the pitch and put it in the stands. When did you ever see Chris Gale worrying about some hashtag bullshit? <laughs> I'm just saying that was the trend at the time to limit yourself and play those shots well. Okay. Well, that is interesting. I never yeah. heard that before, this hashtag stuff. Oh, they keep it secret, Rob. Yeah. You've got to get to the upper echelons of, of <laughs> professional cricket. You're, you're, <laughs> like, and you're ruining all the magician's tricks. <laughs> yeah. Common sense beefies. Yeah, behind the, the magician's the mask. Cats out um, the bag. Yeah. I mean, the other the other things, uh, There's a there's a this is a great Beefy and the prestige. I'm going to tell you now. What? I've passed this on to quite a few people, but somebody <laughs> said this to me a long time ago. You, you should see the way, the look on his face and his tone changes as if he's this mold. Old wise man on top of a hill, the beef man. Are you ready for this? As is about, I'm, Are you ready oh, for this? I'm on the edge. Of, I'm prepped. I'm on the edge of my seat. Give me your best stuff. It's, this right. is, you got to live your life when you when you're aspiring to be a professional, right? Don't matter what sport you play, and it goes for golf, Rob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, amateurs practice so they can get it right. Yeah, professionals practice so they don't get it wrong. Okay. Yeah. Just tattoo that on your arm, Rob. Yeah. And remember, every time you're in the drive range, that's common sense beefy is finest. Common sense beefy. It's a foundation yeah. of my DNA, Rob. Brilliant. Foundation of my. DNA. I hope everyone was listening intently. Uh, um, if you're driving, that's don't write words. it down. That's wise words. Yeah, but people. I mean, it's not something that's like Nick can be sit next to Mahatma Gandhi or something with oh, his is. last quote. I think he said that. It really? No, it might have been the Dalai Lama. Actually, he said that. He's but... uh, they're well against any forms of com- competitive spirit. They're all about <laughs> actually, love and peace yeah, and. Yeah. My other one, my other mantra when I was trying to be a half-decent professional sportsman Mm. was, it is my job to be better than everyone else. That's it. I like that. Do you like that? It's more reckless. Yeah. More more egotistical. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
<laughs> goes against I the mean, laws I of common to, sense. I used to like that one. Yeah. It's my job um, that, that, That's got more in both of them about it. Ah, oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> uh, great man. Uh, has any cricket on at the moment? Hey, ben, just... Stokes, ben Stokes is having a timeout. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. He's uh, feeling the pressure a bit. Um, he's got a sore finger. But he's the man for the pressure. The situation has been Stokes. That's what I thought as well. So thought he, he might just, just want a straight out break, just be a bit tired. Could I, don't, be I that. wouldn't disagree with that. Sick of this COVID rubbish. Well, he, he apparently he got a little bit annoyed when the whole England team got COVID and he was called into captain oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one day side without yeah. playing really yeah, sure. anything. So yeah. I think that kind of upset him a little bit. Yeah, okay. The other thing, you've just, what was I going to say? I said Ian Botham, Ben Stokes. Yes, Ian, Ian Botham. Yeah. There's an advert that keeps cropping up on Facebook. Mm. He's putting a team together to take on Alan Border's team at golf. I heard about this too. Yeah. See, when you get in touch with Alan Border, I'll do an acoustic cover of Where Would It Be Without AB. Yeah. I'll do a, a film interview, for a film audition rather, Yeah. and I can play for AB's team. And I'm even left-handed. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if he's a left-handed guy. Probably he did everything left-handed, didn't he? Yeah, he he's a, he'll be a full-blown left-hander. He wasn't one of those bloody yeah. uh, left-arm. I, I can be the celebrity guest. I like <laughs> Yeah, even though I'll be the least famous person. In fact, I'll be the I'll be the token chimer. I'll go in as a token chimer. I like it. Where will we be? Do you reckon they'll come on the show to promote Without their golf a B. Well, I, I, I would love to have them. I wonder if there's a beefy Botham song. There must be. I really Beef. want to talk to uh, Alan Board about that time where he absolutely rubbished uh, Matt Renshaw <laughs> for for going off the ground to <laughs> take a dump because he had he because he was about to soil himself on the pitch. Yeah. And, well, uh, don't forget he was batting with Jones, was... who did soil himself. <laughs> oh no, no, if he did that, he th- certainly threw up a number of times on oh, the I'm... on the field. Who, Renshaw or Jones? Dean Jones. Dean Jones actually pooed himself. On the pitch? Yes. In that and Alan Border said because, you stay there. Because Alan Border wouldn't let him go. I mean, well, he, surely. He, he made that comment. If you go off this field, I'm going to get a real Australian to bat for you. Well, he's a real, we'll get a Queenslander out here is what he said. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. That's what he meant, real Australian. <laughs> but, but, I mean, honestly, have he can you still come pic- back. Have you seen the pictures of Dean Jones's skid, skid-marked trousers? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sort of like, I mean, I, I, I think it's for the best for the team if he didn't. Um, fill his own pants I would have thought oh yeah no I doubt. mean if I was batting out there I'd say I'd rather you didn't do that <laughs> I'd rather you take a break that's fine with me he was a different character border yeah. well where would we be without, where would without we AB? be exactly <laughs> Where would we be? So, so where are they playing? There's a golf match. I don't. I haven't really looked into it. Isn't it a to, bit tough to get it over there at the moment? I think it's here when the Ashes are on. Oh, oh, that's what I think is uh, when okay. that's happening. Surely someone, there's some sort of chimer that can come in and, and win a competition or something. Yeah, we'll do that, Rob. We'll contact. I'm Andy. happy to do a Doug Parkinson cover. Oh. I'll do an acoustic. You're getting the hair. Yeah, it's getting out there. Yeah. It's starting to look. Uh, yeah, just got to get an ill-fitting blue blazer. Yeah, I could do that. Well, then, yeah, I just uh, I've got one from Salvation Army actually, but it's quite well fitting. You get your. Uh, um, I need to get out on the MCG and uh, yeah. We should film a video of you doing that. Ah, oh, it'd be Where brilliant. Where would we be without AB? He's a favourite son of a champion breed in every way the golden green. Yeah, so anyway. Where would we be without AB? Do you know any gospel choirs in Melbourne, Rob, that can do the backing for you, foreigner Uh, style? I reckon I could put the feelers out. Nice. And bring it up. I mean, I could probably... I know a few... I know the Welsh male voice choir. Well, that's even better. Ah, 
now we're cooking. But I might have to layer my own vocals on the uh, recording. Oh, well, that's all right. Uh, rather Once than actually record background. a whole choir, it's a bit challenging. Although maybe you just go stick a microphone out and it could be fine. Yeah. Okay, oh, I can definitely get brilliant. the Welsh male voice choir of Melbourne or Victoria. See, this is where if we actually had some funding behind us, and this is a job, this would definitely happen, and I would <laughs> love it. <laughs> I would go all out. We've got to uh, we've got to say rest in peace, Doug Parkinson, as well, who yeah. uh, passed away not that long ago. Well, I probably should say rest in peace, Dean Jones, too. as well. Yeah. Definitely, two for yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Dean Jones, young man, fifty nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. But I mean, if I got selected to play in the Allen Border Golf Eleven, I'd ever try and launch a ticker tape parade for me celebrating. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, devoid, devoid of all COVID rules. I should have played the getting it done in twenty twenty one thing. This is a new getting it done in twenty twenty one goal. Well, actually, the Ashes is next year though, or this, no, this summer. No, this year. First mm. weekend in December. The first. And is test. there going to be no Ben Stokes? No, he's. I think. I genuinely think that's why he's taking taking time a break so to get ready because for that. Because you've got the twenty twenty World Cup in October, and the first Ashes Test is. I think the eighth of December in mm. Brisbane is the first test. So I think that's what he's doing. He's okay. just going to have some time out of the game, get his finger hundred percent ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's hope so because that's yes. that was just let's really hope so because ruin. England really without Stokes are. Uh, mm. Mm, bit of a mess. Yeah. Although that their uh, five test series with India starts tomorrow, which should be interesting. I think India have got a few injuries as well. They don't travel too well, India. As we as are they we still well. there from playing us, or they go back and go back again? Um, or is it in India? That's a, no, it's in England. Okay, it's in England. Uh, that's a very good question. I know because they were playing Sri Lanka in a one day series in twenty twenties as well, and they had left quite a few players in England. Mm-hmm. So I don't think their test team was in that series against uh, Sri Lanka. Right. So, that, so that starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. What else have we got? Is Blitters Cup this weekend? This weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Yes. The Aussies are yeah. over there. Awesome. Got That's granted great. quarantine exemption by the yep. by Jacinda. Mm-hmm. She's personally not me. Us. Not me. It. You cancelled my whole well, trip, didn't I? Should have joined the Wallabies, Rob. Should have got it done in 2021. Played on the number seven. At what point was that part of just casually? Uh, what you can't just introduce things all the time. <laughs> I'm just working out a way for you to get exemption of quarantine. That's yeah. all. Far fetched idea, beef. Well, I can't. Help a detached that. from reality. Hey, your yeah. weightlifter didn't do too good. I've finally been getting into the Olympic spirit a little finally. bit. Finally, you're watching, but it, it is tough because, as, as you would have noticed, it's predominantly all Australia that they do cover. Um, but it, uh, there's it's been depressing. the thing here and there. Watching the Channel Seven advertisements with a bit of sport in between the ads yep. is depressing. I caught the hundred meter final just by chance. That was oh, great. He's uh, come from nowhere. Yeah, he really the Italian. Did. Well, he ran. It was as fast as it. Nine eighty. He ran flat, didn't yeah, he? 980, yeah. He'd done sort of nine eight three, I think, it's... before. Oh, he ran nine eight four in his semi. I saw. Really interesting how the women. The British guy could have won if he hadn't jumped. No, he's. No? No. What's he called? Darnell. Darnell yeah, it was Hughes. just weird because when I, I flicked over, right, and then the 100 meter final yeah. was about. And I couldn't tell if it was the final or not because I didn't know who anyone was. Yeah, true. True, true, true. And I thought, oh, is this a still a semi or. But they're talking like this is the final. But they, every, the, and the Australian guy wasn't there, which I expected to see him in there. He did 10 09. 10 09, yeah. And, uh, you're it, never going to make a final. You're going to struggle to make a final with 10 01, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. 10 09, I yeah. think he even came six in his semis. So. Yeah, yeah. They think they, or I think people hoped he'd do even better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but the commentators just sounded slightly flat beforehand, probably because the Australian wasn't in. Doing my head in, and because doing my head in. <laughs> I, I just put I put something on Facebook t- tonight. I, I've been watching the World Feed okay. instead of Channel Seven. For, oh, you can change it over. I found a way, Rob. Okay. Found a way to watch the athletics, and God, it's enjoyable. Yeah. 
Bruce McAvaney just screams at you. Tamsin Manu. Oh, she's going to have to run fast if she's going to win this race. <laughs> Thanks, Tamsin. I didn't know that. That's insightful yeah. information. And, but only referring to the Australian? Oh, generally. Yeah. Oh, anyone. <laughs> just, um, oh, what's, What was the... I tell you, the only guy I did notice particularly very poor, yeah. um, the guy commentating the Matildas. Oh, yeah. They're... Yeah. Yes, he's bad, but the girl that commentates with him on the Matildas games is even worse. She literally only sees one team. And the worst thing about it is she's on the fringes of the Matilda squad, yeah, so yeah. she can't say anything bad Okay, because she'll get cast aside. Sure. So not a good choice of having her. I, w- I worry if we go down this rabbit hole, we could just this could be the longest bitching session. Our yeah. uh, next pod is going to be an hour and a half of just bitching about Australian commentators. <laughs> you, doing you, you hit the nail on the head last week, and after Tuesday night, I decided I'm just going to turn the sound off. <laughs> It's so much easier and so much more pleasant without listening to the Australian commentators. Well, Steve Booker, is it Hooker or Booker? Steve Hooker. Hooker. The pole vaulting, so yeah. he was com- he, he, I love Steve Hooker. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a great good. man. Um, oh, but weren't, what, was Did it? you ever see, no, well, go on, what are you going to Oh, go? no, no. Look, I don't like swimming. It's the most boring sport I've ever seen. Yeah. But they were absolutely rubbing their hands about Thorpey. In Thorpe. expert comments. Right. Well, 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 I don't disagree with it, but. He was quite good in Thorpe. I don't know if you remember. He was, he was quite he a was good quite swimmer. He was quite good swimming. No. Probably why, is, why rightfully com- has a bit of prestige about no, him. No, no, Why they're complimenting him is because he was delivering his commentary in a calm and collected manner. Right. He was explaining things in a calm and collected manner. Not yeah. like. Oh! Australia might come fifth! No, okay. not like that. That would, so, that would be. Uh, you feel like. I can tell you if someone spoke like that, I'd feel assaulted. That's yeah. what I feel like. I mean, like that level of vigour I just received there and that, saw, that's scary. Australia had an 800 metre runner. He he won a race. Bowl? Bowl. Good Australian he, name. Did he win the, win the 800? No, he won the semi. He won the semi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they were acting as though it was the greatest run in Australian athletics history. Well, you get, you get a bit excited when it, when it, when it goes well, you know. Um, but <laughs> Mind you, today, I've got to say, 400 metre hurdles. Oh, my word. What? Have you not seen the 400 hurdles today? No. Oh, I think I just saw the end of it. Okay. Well, the uh, Norwegian yeah. has just run 45.9. He broke the world record a couple of weeks ago, but he's in the past month, he's basically knocked a second off Jeez. the world record. Right. Okay. The How guy, far in front is he? Well, Benjamin from the States was only like two or three meters behind. He broke the world record as well. Okay. Yeah. And he came second. You've got to feel gutted for him. Hell yeah. And I... Th- I think uh, whoever came third probably equaled the old world record. Okay. But a Norwegian, a white Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, flying along. Do you know what? From the gun, he took off and just sprinted. Yeah. They're saying the equivalent now is if he'd run 9-3 for the 100. Okay. That's how <laughs> fast he's gone over the 400 hurdles. Phenomenal. It was, I mean, over a longer distance, there's more you can take off. Because when, when Michael oh, Johnson... Yeah, I mean, well, he's, actually, he's got hurdles in the way. Yeah, sure. Usain Bolt, he knocked a big chunk off uh, Michael time. Johnson. Oh, in the 200? 200, yeah. yeah. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. A phenomenal run. Yeah. That, like, I've never, ever seen anyone attack the 400 metres, yeah. uh, 400 hurdles like that. New, Zealand, just, New Zealand's coming... New Zealand's coming 12th now. Beef. What a day today for the Kiwis. Was it today or yesterday? No, it, they've it, gone it was a Lisa Carrington. today. Lisa, Carring- Lisa yeah. Carrington, yeah, she's yeah. doubled up. She smashed it. So our rowers and our kayakers have smashed it. And we got silver for the rugby, gold for the women's. 
Yep. Um, oh, talking about the women's, I'll so play, it, I'll play well, that actually, after the break. And is there more happiness from the US that the this women's team got soccer team got knocked out? Has there been more? Oh, mate. Uh, do you want to, oh, you got it there. MAGA conservatives celebrate loss of US women's soccer team. Fans of former President Donald Trump showed their contempt for the US women's soccer team on social media after the team was eliminated from the Olympic semifinals by Canada, taking the opportunity to reinforce their credentials with MAGA Twitter. Pro-Trump commentators such as Ben Shapiro used the team's misfortune to gloat about their defeat and criticise prominent members including Megan Rabinow, the team captain. Many mentioned the team's past support for racial justice causes and suggested bizarrely that the woke progressive viewpoints of many of the team's members had somehow contributed to their loss. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, I just don't agree with the with what they're doing. <laughs> but I've, I've also... Do you remember when there was the, the pay dispute? about? Yes. Yeah, so I've looked into that in great depth now. Have you? It's actually fundamentally... It's it's false. It's a lie. Yeah. And they actually even... Oh, do you want me to break this down or no, do, no, do it later well, on? Have you got a synopsis, Rob? Well, essentially, I think... I've, we may have even talked about this a long time ago. The pay structures probably. for the men and women are totally different. Yes, they are. So the men gave away all their benefits and, and, and insurance policies and bonuses and all that stuff because no sorry not bonuses that's the only thing they do get paid is they get paid by per yeah. game because they don't need the healthcare and all that stuff because it's covered through their club positions yeah. so they took a different option they presented both the exact that's same right. options yeah, to yeah, the men yeah, and yeah. the women um, the women chose a salary based option and didn't want the game by game structure but basically what's happened is they've gone back and they've done the calculation they would have made more money if they'd gone with the men's structure <laughs> and because of that they're now retroactively trying to sue for gender discrimination yeah. even though they've chosen exactly what they wanted but yeah. only because they've figured out that they still got paid more than the men did anyway apparently but, so but yeah. they could have got paid paid more and so i think they've actually already thrown it out okay it's- that doesn't matter they still take a knee and do all this and what are you fighting for well there's a women's shop putter that's giving it the old cross on the podium executioner cross on the podium today i'm not i don't know what that is yeah i don't know either she's called raven something as well got a mad name hey bro if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass no grass would you eat me to survive oh bro who'd eat a cow premium new zealand beef Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Jeff Fennick. Yeah. I'm sure he was in the Olympics. Jeff Fennick must have been back then. Way back. Way back in the 70s, probably. Uh, his health must have recovered, and he's all right. Let's hope so, Rob. Well, I, I'm sure we would know him if We put the mockers on quite a few people tonight, so right. let's hope Jeff's fine. I'm sure he's I'm fine. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he was um, training someone I saw not that long ago, so uh, yeah. I think he's back. But wasn't he in a Chinese hospital or something? Thailand, I Thailand. think, wasn't it? You weren't in a big heart attack over there. Yeah. So uh, we do wish Jeff the uh, best of health. Mm. He's a massive fan of yours, as you know. Rob. Yeah. Love to love what you did, mm. even when you lose. Yeah. You win. That's right. There's another one of uh, yeah. our great mantras for tonight. Brilliant. Um, we were quickly mentioning the Olympics, obviously, because it's the Olympics are on, Robert. I, if you didn't know already, can I just play this? Because uh, this this is after um, when Fiji won the rugby sevens gold medal against they, uh, New Zealand. Against New Zealand, yeah. Okay. But um, this was awesome. I, I, we've played a few of these in the past, but this is brilliant. In the Sanganga. Oh, 
brilliant, that. And over the top of... Broadcaster, <laughs> trying to do a mashup there. A bit of a mix-up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, just brilliant. That is uh, really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I feel quite used to it, if I'm honest. You, yeah, you yeah. would. You I've been would. to Fiji that many times. Yeah, no, it's And awesome. in New Zealand. Uh, another thing to come out of the rugby sevens is this awesome interview with another Kiwi, um, Ruby Tui. Yep. Is that one of their brews now? Do you reckon that now they've won the gold medal? Well, Tui already was a brew. Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, they'll do Would a special name- range just for her. Ruby Tui. Oh, the marketing department, they've got to be over, all over it. They've got to get on. the foundation of my DNA, Rob. Oh, God. Anyway, well, let's listen uh... to the... She did an interview with the BBC ad hoc. I'm just going to do a cricket of you, Hazel. And that means on, I'm going to put my mask on. on. Sorry about that. But let's get some reaction to that fine performance from New Zealand. BBC. Uh, BBC. Better be clear of your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, congratulations. Uh, another good win against... Uh, the Russian team there, um, you've had a bit of an odd day today, you've had to prepare, have a break, come back, but one thing's for sure, you came out strong today because you were wanting to improve after yesterday. 100%. Yeah, the uh, Russia, they are very cool people, man. We get on with them, very lovely people. But on the field, as I said before, they are bloody tough. They're a tough, tough team. And to be honest, they weren't at the last Olympics, so this is huge for them. Massive congratulations to Russia. Thank you so much. Um, but it, I, I don't want to say the score made it look easy, but it was not easy. Don't be fooled. That was not an easy game. Lots of running. My GPS just blew up. That's how hard it was. So, um, nah, lots of respect for Russia. Now, we've heard what you think about Russia. A word on GB, because you don't get to play against the GB side very often. Obviously, obviously you play against England and Scotland, but what have you made of them here at the, this uh, tournament? You know, I love how GB come together, eh? Like, you know, they're all split up, but then for the Olympics, they're all friends. It's funny, because in the scrum, they probably hate me saying this. Sorry, Abby. But when they go down, they go, England! Like, they're real, you know, proud to be English, but they can't do it here. So Abby's got to go, GB, when she goes down. So, like, you know, everybody comes together. Scotland, uh, got a couple of really good players in there. Wales, obviously, Joyce is bloody gas. Gas couple of us, even, so... I love the whole concept of GB, and like I said, huge congratulations to Great Britain, Great Britain and um, all the people of that place because they fundraised, they worked hard, they campaigned. I think even a couple of us donated, and they um, ended up at the Olympics. So huge, huge mahi, uh, big job. Sorry, mahi is means job. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much, Ruby. I've been told you have to go because I think the rain's coming. We'll see you tomorrow. What? What rain? Bring on the thunder. We're at the Olympics. Let's be happy. Let's compete safely and peacefully. Peace and love. Love you, guys. We love you too, Ruby. Good to see you. There you go, Ruby. So expect the Ruby Tui to come out yep. fairly soon. From now, now, to my ear, that language you're speaking was at the start was Samoan. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I might be wrong. Right. But it was to my ear. It sounded. It sounded Samoan to me. Right. Okay. Because there's no L in the. Maori alphabet. Okay. Which is like, Tau Lavo Lavo or something like that. Ah, so I'm saying, Fafetai Leto, Fafetai Lo Inga, Palauli Vailoa Lo Nu, Yatia Lofa Lo Inga, Favau, Favau Lava. Yeah, the. Maybe Tongan, even. I was going to say, there's a bit of. Um, Lomu. Tuolangi in there or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, perhaps Tongan. One, one or the other, yeah. Mm. She does look. Like uh, she does look Maori. Like how, I mean, how's Tui spelled? T U I, like the beer up. Well, that's Maori. Mm. So, so maybe her father's Maori and her mum's Samoan or something. Possibly.
But uh, no, fantastic to see. How many in round numbers? Yeah. How many fluent? Now this is difficult because obviously if there is Tongan, Samoan, Maori Fiji, speakers are there. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know, but it's growing all the time. Yeah. It's 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 something that's on the increase. Same in Wales. Exactly um, the same. It, it was getting very low in the 1960s, I think. Yeah. Getting near falling by the wayside, and then and from the 1970s they started reintroducing to schools, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a university language you can learn now, like and you wow. get and. So um, I don't know the number, but it's, Maori, it's it's no longer in any trouble at all. Is there Maori only schools? No. Okay. But it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't big... know if it's compulsory in schools. Okay, so be some some module a module would be. Yeah, 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 certainly was even when I was at King's College, which is you know not traditionally yeah, yeah. high Maori representation, but um, that's also completely changed. So I, 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 it's it's certainly uh, it's an it's in no danger of disappearing. Yeah. once was same in like, Wales now. Obviously, in the eighties when I was uh, growing up, Wales wasn't taught in especially East Wales. Mm. Uh, we didn't have any exposure apart from the road signs. Right. Right. But now it's all taught in schools, and there are Welsh-only schools where you where they only teach in Welsh, speaking right. Welsh, everything wow. else. Yeah, and there's also you just mentioned uh, universities. I know a good mate of mine who lives in Melbourne. He went to Aberystwyth University because they taught in Welsh. There was that they were doing Welsh-only learning, so all of his modules were in Welsh. So he went specifically to Aberystwyth to learn his university degree, but in Welsh. Well, that's pretty. Uh, it's quite the challenge. Quite the challenge. I mean, that gives you what it gives you a massive advantage in Wales. Well, kind of. You learn the same stuff just in a different language. Yeah. Well, it's ha- it's handy. It's all handy to know, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's the same. As, look, at the end of the day, look, there the, are the very few Welsh speakers that don't yeah. know English. My only real experience of this is from watching The Crown, right? Okay. And when Princess Charles gets sent to go and live with a Welsh scholar yeah. and his family, and they only speak Welsh in the house. Okay, cool. But this is obviously 1980, so this is very, very rare Yeah, at that point in time. It's like, uh, as you know, my partner works at uh, one of the major hospitals here. She always sees the translator list. Obviously, with Russian and Chinese and Vietnamese, there is a need mm. for those translators. Yeah. But on that list is Irish, Welsh, and Scottish. Now, you are talking 0.01% of those people that, even their first language, if it is Gaelic, Gaelic, Welsh, on the whole, they're probably going to speak speak English. English. Not even on the whole. Like I said, 99.99% would speak English. So why the hell is a Scottish translator? You never know. You never know, just in case. Inclusiveness and diversity, Beef. I'm not disagreeing with that, Rob. (laughs) Not disagreeing with that. Hey, talking about inclusiveness and diversity. Ah. Transgender athlete Laurel Hubbard is out of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics after failing to record a successful snatch, Rob. Did she just go for... Oh, God. Did she just go for uh, too heavy a weight? Um, Apparently, it should be... It was within her wheelhouse at 120 kilos, apparently, to start off. Mm. If you don't know Olympic weightlifting, you get three goes at a snatch and then three goes at the clean and jerk. The medal winners, you add the two together. Whoever lifts the most wins the gold medal. Right. Yep. I did. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just explaining yeah. it to a few people who may yeah, not yeah. understand yeah. Olympic yeah. weightlifting, yeah. Rob. So I think she was in the 87 kilo plus super heavyweight, possibly division. Not 100 percent sure. Anyway, she dropped all three of super the, heavyweight. I think that's what they call it. Super heavyweight. 87. 
87 plus. Okay, so uh, unlimited. Might just be heavyweight. Okay. I think there is a super heavyweight. But okay. uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Behemoths. Big ladies. Yep. Anyway, she didn't record a successful snatch lift. So you get if you don't record a weight, yep. you get disqualified as well. So you get kicked down. So you don't even have a go at the clean and jerk, Rob. It's all over. No, you get a, you're just going for a laugh, don't no, you? No, no, they kick you out now. But I'm sure I saw another thing saying uh, that she'd had completed a lift somewhere. Somewhere? What, yeah. in training? No, you, if you do not record a successful snatch lift, you do not get to go in the clean jerk. You get disqualified. It's all over. So that's it. That's it. All that kerfuffle. All, all that kerfuffle, yeah. Maybe just the stress. Maybe she just didn't want to be there I anymore. I think that's... Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think the pressure probably got to, yeah. got to her, yeah. Mm. Um, did you know she is the daughter of former Auckland mayor Dick Hubbard? Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. There you go. You I learn something every Hubbard. week on this show, Rob. There can't be that many Hubbards, apart from Old Mother. Old Mother, yes. We're on the same level. It's a really low level, but we are. Um, she did make history today, or yesterday, I think this was, uh, by becoming the first transgender athlete to compete in an individual event at the Games. Congratulations. Congratulations. But um, I don't think she'll be in Paris, because she's 43 now. Right. Although, never say never, Rob. There's, never There's, there's things say... we can go into here, which make me say that uh, yeah, perhaps there is a she'll, she'll maintain her strength beyond where most women of the same age could. Um, there's, there's, the a, there's a factor age. there which I think will contribute significantly to that. There, um, is, a, there is a small factor. But, uh, well, 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 we'll leave that alone in the spirit of things. Yeah. Um, as I think the world is coming round. It's probably come round a little they're, bit. They're, 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 the world keeps this, turning, this, Rob. It's starting to awaken. Did you see the Australian men's team pursuit cycling team yesterday? Uh, I didn't see. I saw some German lot who had a world record in the in like a um, in a heat. Okay. Anyway, the Australian team pursuit. Their last guy, Alex Porter. Yeah. You never guess what happened. Porter. That's Guinness. Stout Porter. It is. It's a dark yeah. beer. Well, in a beefy esque episode. What? The handlebars snapped on his bike. <laughs> he was doing 65 kilometers an hour. And oh, now I wouldn't no. even get that fast, but on my yep. penny th- farthing. Yep. When, obviously, my handlebars snapped on yeah. the penny farthing, and it's cost me thousands of dollars and turgid pain for years now, Rob. And also your, you know, and your sports prowess. Yes. In later life. Yeah, yeah. Has uh, been, been hindered severely. Dramatically hindered, you're right. It might cost you the World Cup. Uh, anyway, well, COVID did that, really. Mm. Anyway, the uh, 25-year-old went down around 65 kilometers an hour, and the Australians just gave up then, but they got let back in because it's a, a technical, uh, break. technical malfunction. Yeah. That's, that's pretty lenient. A lot of things would say stiff, that's your problem. I think they would. Yeah. But, uh, stiff titty. As they say in yeah. Auckland, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure, but in the final, or it might have even been the semi-final, there's been a weird development where, obviously, team pursuit is four-man teams. You do four... 4K, I think, and you go head-to-head. You start on either side of the track. And if you catch the other team, that's why it's called Pursuit, you win. Yeah. So what's happened today is you're allowed to drop one rider. Yep. They do the times on the first three across the line. Yeah. Now, the Brits against Denmark, who set a world record yesterday, one of the Brits got dropped. And the Danes weren't looking where they were going. They rode into oh, the guy, smash. and nobody, good tactic. Nobody knows. So what? Not even nobody knows. Well, they were going to disqualify Denmark, but it's never happened before. It's never happened before. 
and it was the Dane's fault because he wasn't looking where he was going. Crashed but, in. But so did they on the, the inside of the track or the outside of the track? What was that? Was the Brit sort of meandering about? He kind of was meandering. He was yeah. hundred meters behind his yeah. other teammates. So what they have now decided? I mean, it's a very steep slope that velodrome. Forty-five degrees. Yeah, I, that's sort of you don't really know on TV. Yeah. But we've been to the one at, at the in O2, London, London yeah. yeah, and it is a hell of a steep. Oh, not Very particularly steep. on the at the long ends. Yeah. I thought it would almost be more than 45. No, they, they reckon the one in Japan is 45. Now, obviously, some tracks are longer than others. The one in Japan is only 250 metres long. I think others are 300 metres, so they don't mm. have... Or they have steeper bends because it's, it's longer. Okay. But, um, yeah, in terms of that, that's uh, that's what's happened. So, but mm. what I believe now has happened is Denmark are through to the final. So, again, at what part of the track? At the top of the track, at the bottom, like towards the blue line in oh, the yeah, middle? Oh, right or? down the bottom, yeah. Well, what was he doing? Just <laughs> yeah, get off. Normally, you would, yeah. I don't know whether it just happened like he ran out of legs very quickly and just tailed off. Yeah. Because those bikes are fixed gears with no brakes. So you can't you can't just stop pedaling. I and mean, this is something you expect to see on a club event or oh, well, uh, yeah. amateur hour. Amateur or maybe a bunch of blokes have been out on a bit of a Sunday, Saturday night bender. Yeah. No sleep, turn up, and I think they're going to have a training run and some moron just blows it for everyone, don't they? Something like yeah. that. Someone who sort of maybe um, lost control of his bowels needed to do an emergency toilet stop. Dean Jones Couldn't get off in time. All and that. a collision, and it's one big, disgusting mess. Collision. Collision. Well, there was a... Oh, Seven worlds colliding as what, such. In the volleyball, yep. there was a... I don't know who it was. It might have been China. They went up for the ball, went and literally head slammed into each other. Of the same team. Same team. The ball's coming in. They're both looking at the ball, and they just ran into each other head, head on head. Oh, mate. Blood. Oh, it was awful. It wow, was really... it must have been going at a rate. Well, I just think they just... Volleyball, of all things. Volleyball. Where's the communication? Yeah. I mean, surely it's, it must have been perfectly between the two of them. It kind of was. Got it. Mine, were... yours, mine. Yours. Oh, sorry. Boom. So they didn't win the medle. I don't, still think, in contention. Yeah, I don't think they're in the medle. I love playing volleyball, you know. Yeah. Good game. Um, when I was at university in the, in, in the States, went to a yeah. party, yeah. right? And the girls' volleyball team are at this party. I haven't been there that long, I don't think. Um, I'm chatting to this little blonde girl. Yeah. And, you know, we're getting on famously. We've yeah. had a few drinks and everything. Yeah. She's quite attractive. She's, yeah. She wants to know about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, You've got a, a strange I'm accent. A, I'm a strange accent. I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sportsman. You're on your 108th night in a row on the hammer. Yeah, and I said to her, and when she said she's in the volleyball team, she's on a scholarship there yeah. in North Texas. Yeah. I said to her, I said, oh, what position do you play? Are you a setter? Yeah. Oh, it was off. What do you mean? She got so offended <laughs> by the fact that I asked her if she was a setter. Yep. No, she was the team's chief spiker. <laughs> so obviously, it's, it's a, just a question. Just, yeah. just the just the impl- implication it was enough. Yeah, it was. It was like I had said, you know, are you a Nazi war criminal? That's how offended she was. Well, on the spot, turn and walk. Near enough. Within five seconds, conversation was over. Because I literally, I don't know whether she was the star player and I should have right. known. Okay. But the fact that I asked her whether she was a setter. Even if you just asked, what do you do in the team? You would have been right. Yeah, I, got, I should have done that, Rob. Open-ended but, questions. To, to be fair to you, of all the ways to blow, blow it. Yeah. That's very harsh. I thought it was harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> didn't think it was harsh at the time. I mean, I, I hear comparison about asking if you're a Nazi war criminal. That would be offensive. Yeah. That that could no, make sense. A, that, that's worth a turn and walk. But that's 
how offended she was. Yeah, but that would make sense in See, retrospect. I, I shouldn't have asked that question. You know, Whereas that question is a fair one. Before I was a man yeah. of the world, Rob, yeah. I would have known, oh, what position do you play? Yeah. That would have been better. No, are you a setter? Yeah. That's it. Exactly. I think he's been hard done by their beef, you know. I thought I was I mean, I might regret the way if someone asked, oh, do you do, you do a rape? You know, nah, not really. I'm not, so not, not that way that's inclined. A, that's, an all, that's a bit of a North Texas story there that yep. comes up every now and again when we talk volleyball. Okay. I can't even remember the name of her. She was... Another word of warning, a mantra for people in life. If you're talking to a very, very attractive volleyballer, don't ask her if they're yeah. a setter. Just ask her what position she plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's not, I had one. It wasn't a turn and walk, but it was a loss for words response. Okay. Up in uh, Wollongong, of all places, after Ooh. a gig. And um, we went to a bar afterwards, and some people were from the show there. And I was chatting to this girl, re- reasonably normal conversation. I asked her, having what she does for a living? And she said, I'm a nude model. Ooh. Like, uh, you don't know what questions. And I said, oh, you, oh, I mean, like, for, uh, like, people doing sort of fine art. So, yeah, I'm a model for that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay. So, so I start trying to think. Because then you have to stop, not, like, look at her body and stuff. <laughs> so you're trying to keep eyes at the eye line. And I start asking, like... <laughs> I think I asked, well, where do you do that? Like at the universities? Yeah, I said, oh, how many universities are there? So, oh, this is two. I was like, oh, there's only two universities. <laughs> yeah. And that's all your work kind of thing. And she said, oh, you know. And I just, Don't the students get dumb for like plagiarism and that with only one model? But- <laughs> different angles, Rob. <laughs> different angles. <laughs> Oh, so that that conversation went south three. I didn't have a lot of lot to add after that. I'm just thinking back to a band situation. If somebody said, "Are you the drummer?" Would you be offended and walk off? <laughs> no, <laughs> being a drummer's great. I don't, I don't buy into all that crap. Glad you don't. Oh, that's rough. I once playing volleyball. Oh yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some guy did a serve right. Yeah, and the other other team jumped straight up and spiked it right back in his face oh, without yeah. even as no set, no dig, nothing, just a straight spike. <laughs> Great play it was. Ah. Got a big response from the uh, from the gallery from the crowd. Yeah, that's all. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Good, just something I did. Nice, much better response than uh, than you got. From. I'm trying to think of a name, I can't remember it. Are you a setter? I was naive back then, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh my word! Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah, everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. It's time for Rob's Film Review! Does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, I'm just going to quickly say we're going to thank Jack Link's beef jerky. It's the best yeah. beef jerky on the planet for mm. uh, supporting our little radio show here. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank all we're going to say. Time just time thank again. you. Hey, uh, what's the latest on that uh, space lot? They're just chilling out now. They've done their thing. Done their thing. You, have you booked a place? I have no interest in going to space. Well, I mean, despite the fact it costs $2 million. I think um, Branson's is only 300 
Three hundred grand. Yeah. Why'd you say only? Exactly. Well, it's not two million, is it? I mean, simple as that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how long you go for. Yeah. What happened to Just Lance? Open up my wallet. Lance Bass. Remember him? Lance Bass. Wasn't he in N Sync or Ninety Six Degrees with Timberlake and all that? I have um, no idea. He was in a boy band. Anyway, his big thing, he wanted to be the first civilian to go to space. Okay. And he was one of the first people to put down the 200 grand deposit to go to space on one of these. Okay. Branson or... Right. Well, Bezos wasn't even in the picture back then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Lance Bass. Maybe he decided to do his own thing and he caught a lift up with that rocket self-rocket building guy. Oh! That fell, fell <laughs> yeah. to us. What was his story again? He There's built, some guy that... He built a steam-powered rocket didn't yeah, he? yeah he died he did die he in, did the end. Die in the end yeah. wasn't it his fourth effort or something, something like that didn't quite have the uh distance but sure just a <laughs> he parachute. fell by a mile as well well, well uh, i think it, i think it exploded on his fifth attempt i think it exploded on the way up hence oh so died. he just actually blew up in the in the I'm air pretty sure that was the case Wasn't he called dangerous danger mad he was ah oh, we'll have to look him up anyway Rob, we should, we you, Rob. Look that's gonna be a um a film at some point someone's gonna get the full story <laughs> i watched the what, wasn't he trying to prove the world wasn't was flat yeah, that's right that's was. why he that was just doing it to <laughs> prove was, the world was flat because there's conspiracy he was trying to prove the world was flat i mean that is the ultimate pointless death you know i mean never want to die full stop mad mike but, hughes but, he was called <laughs> mad mike hughes if you've had a death then when it's reminisced about people start laughing it means you've made a ho- horrendous error this is the headline. Unforgivable, flawed thinking. This is the headline. Self-taught rocket scientist Mad Mike Hughes <laughs> dies in a rocket crash in California. Self-taught rocket scientist. That's, not, that's th- not a string of words that go together well. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad people you got, People go to NASA for years to train. I did it in my backyard. <laughs> He was. He was trying to prove the world was flat. That's right. But if, if he got to space, how was he going to breathe? Don't ask questions like that, Rob. We have no idea. So, someone's got to make a movie In answer about to this. your question, it says, Mad Mike Hughes just launched himself in a self-made, steam-powered rocket and crash-landed. He very likely did not survive. Well, we do know he didn't survive. The parachute ripped off during the launch, hence oh. why he couldn't use the parachute. So the rocket went straight up in an arc and came straight back down. <laughs> We shouldn't laugh. <laughs> Somebody's died, Rob. Somebody's died. But it's because everyone knows it was a bad idea. The worst idea in the world is to just go off on a rocket like you're the rocketeer. In 2018, his uh, rocket, another steam-powered rocket, was called Research Flat Earth. Mm. The research has been done, my friend. <laughs> and Hughes <laughs> believed the Earth to be shaped like a Frisbee. <laughs> he says, uh, do, I, do I believe the Earth is shaped like a Frisbee? I believe it is. Do I know for sure? No. That's why I want to go up in space. <laughs> what does he? What does he look like? He's got a picture of him. He's he was like sixty five. So at the he's time. pretty raggedy. Yeah, he looks like um, Elton John a so little bit. Sixty five, and say what? That's about two years ago, probably that happened. Uh, la- last year. Last year. Yeah, so he's born um, in nineteen fifty five. February twenty uh, fourth. 2020. So he's only five years younger than my mum. So Does your mum want to build a space rocket and uh, prove mum, the Earth? Mum doesn't really want to leave the house <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope, I hope you're feeling better, Mrs. Bryce. Oh, she's fine. She's going well. Um, Should we do Rob's film review? Or you film gonna... review! All right. Film review. What have we got? What did I watch? I don't know. Um, it's your film review, Rob. Oh, the I clues just, in I the thing. Uh, it was about 
It was called Swimming with Men. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it. Brilliant. Beef Man's it's seen really it. Good. It is really good. Rob Brydon's in it. Rob Brydon, the great Welshman, and based well, on a true story as well. We by can the do way. a joint review. This is good because I, I you I can't remember that well. What? I can remember it. Based on a true story, is it? I don't know that. The guys that won, yeah, are the genuine. I think Swedish team, Sweden or Norway yeah. or Denmark, one yeah. of those. Okay, uh, shouldn't put all Scandinavians in the same mm. basket. They're very different people. Yeah, uh, yeah. The team that are in the film. Mm. are the actual yep. people that won the Men's Synchronised Swimming World Championships. Oh, how about that? Yep. So it never took off Men's Synchronised Swimming, really. I think they Not said it's really. a fledgling sport. It still is. Didn't they make it in the Olympics one year, though? Men's? No, women's. Oh, women's is still in. It's still in, okay. Oh, yeah, it shouldn't okay. be. It's horrendous. But <laughs> the, the funniest thing is, they the very first year, I think it was 88 it first came in, they had a solo, solo synchronised swimming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I remember. That only lasted one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just some. Olympics. It's just someone flying about in the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get gold medal. Gold medal. Anyway, <laughs> swimming with men, Rob. Swimming with men is about Rob Brydon. He is a. Um, he's an accountant. He is. And he's at a bad time in his relationship with his wife. And he's like, um, bit of trial separation going on. Yeah. And she's got some job where she's in the council. And so she's got, she's in like the council, the London council. And so she's sort of getting in the newspaper a bit for doing stuff. And oh. she's a bit of, become a bit of a big wig. And he's feeling pretty like a bit of just not yeah. much. He's just feeling a bit down on himself. Distant. And it's a bit of a classic midlife crisis, really. It is a bit. He goes, he's a swimmer. And for his exercise, he swims up and does laps of this pool. And then he comes across this, uh, synchronized swimming bunch. A male syn- synchronized swimming yep. team, and he's watching them, and he's he's quite clever with numbers as he Rob Brydon, mathematical ideas, and he can see the maneuver they're trying to uh, to create in the pool, and he f- figures out that it cannot be done successfully with odd numbers in the team. They must have even numbers yeah, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly. So he says you have to lose a team member. He has confronts in the locker room. One. Well, this is what they said later. They so come back to him and they listen to what he says. They said and they thought he was pretty clever that he could figure this out. Yeah. And said, Mate, I reckon we need to gain a team member. He's like, Nah, 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 not doing that. <laughs> but anyway, one day he jumps in the pool and he's feeling down on things. He's not going well. And it's it's a bit sort of quirky art film at the start. It is a and, bit. And then it sort of flattens out and it becomes more of a normal sort of film. Yeah. Anyway, he's it's sort of a there's a moment of some kind of external spiritual forces culminate and, and amalgamate into one uh, huge power and uh, spiritual force. And as he's swimming, doing his normal swimming, all of a sudden, w- without uh, inexplicably, he just sort of melds into the synchronized swimming team Ooh. and is just in the routine as yeah. if he'd been doing it all his life. And it's doing this sort of, they do a, a sort of joined holding the legs, holding the arms sort of like a chain swimming, doing somersaults underground, yeah. un- underground, underwater. underwater. Yep. And and he he just slots in and he's, all of a sudden they're just like, mate, I think you're in this you're in this team. And they're like, all right, all right. And But it's just a bit of a fun play around, isn't it? It is, yeah. But there happens to be one lady at the at the swimming centre who is a professional or a at least a, a high level 
yeah. synchronized swimmer. There'd be a huh? very limited market for professional synchronized I would imagine there's probably none, no professional. I imagine it's not a paying oh, sport. I reckon they would be in China, yeah. Russia. Yeah. Those that put on displays. The US, maybe? I don't, I'm not professional. Okay. I reckon it'd be college. Okay. You might get a scholarship or something for that, but mm. that would be the the market, I reckon. Yeah. I do feel it's quite a ludicrous sport, and I'd... Uh, I'd, I'd uh, I'm not disagreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on board. But uh, it seems to be making these men feel better about life. They're Can't all about... argue with that. It's supposed to be gone kind of just a men's group, really. Yeah. To, a get-together group to chat about life, but they just do some bit of the synchronised swimming yeah. stuff. Yeah. The one, the one overriding memory I have of the film is there's a criminal element in uh, the There's one a bloke land. who's a bit rough around the yeah. edges, and when it all sort of starts to come together, because the rule is you're not supposed to talk about swim club <laughs> outside a swim club. And um, you're also, when you're in swim club, you're not supposed to talk about your own life and all the things that annoy you. You don't talk right. about your family, your job. You don't whinge your moan. You're just there to have a swim. Yeah. They talk about it outside of that when they're at the pub or in whatever. Of course, in but the pub. They, but not when they're doing actual swimming. It's supposed to be sort of tranquil and uh, a stress relief and some chi, a bit of chi energy. Right. I, I just made that up. Anyway, they, they this, didn't say this that. criminal but, element. So, so this bloke, one of them, it turns out, there's a scene where you sort of uncovers what everyone's lives are like where they, there's a group phone call yeah. and they're all on it and it shows where they all are in their context. One of them's a real estate guy. One of them's on a construction site. One guy's a gardener. Um, he's in his accounting office. But there's also a young bloke who's running away from the old Bob, the Bobby, <laughs> yeah, Bobbies. And uh, so he's he's actually only there because the construction site guy, after he stopped me, said, look, I'll take you out of my wing. Come to this super synchronized swimming group and you can mm. be in there so he's constantly in trouble all the time this yep. little larrikin Thomas' name is and he ends up uh, getting arrested proper and he has to wear one of those um, ankle bracelet ankle things yeah. and he's supposed to be breaking curve the cops and always so after him so they're, they're training there's a there's like there's a world championship for the men in Italy in Milan, in Milan. yeah and this lady, who's uh, she decides, um, you guys, I- I'm going to train you for this. Or they beg her to do it. Mm. And she says, yep, but if you're going to do it, you're going to do it my way. Four hours a day, six days a week, you're going to eat properly, no boozing, rah, rah, rah. And he puts them on the regime. Although their routine they do at the end isn't very really different to the one they did at the party. <laughs> they didn't do, so it was all a bit of a muck about. Anyway, Rob still sort of wants to get his wife back the whole time. Yeah. And they're all in fledging relationships, and they're a bit unhappy. And this gives them some sort of this gives them some warmth and happiness, Beefy. Yeah, they, they feel better about life, and they have a goal, a common goal. Got to have and a there's, goal. there's back and forth and fighting about where they're going to go. They're not going to go. There's all sort of um, battles. They end up going, and they think, yeah. "Oh, we're just going to go there and uh, embarrass ourselves." But Rob Bryan's told his wife, "I'm in a synchronized swimming team. We're going to Milan to compete in the World Championships," and she just thinks he's lost his mind. Yeah. Because he's done a few mental things along the way, trying to get her back, and his, he has lost his plot a bit. He smashes the G&Ts in one particular scene. He's knocking them back hard. Anyway, they go to the, the world champs. and um, By the way, they flew to Italy, but Tom got arrested the night before. He did, so they weren't sure if he's going to so make it. they weren't it. sure, and he cut his electronic tag off so he could get on the plane. Yeah, so they did that. That was and, the last um, minute. That was a bit of drama. A bit of drama. And they go to the thing, the, the Milan, the, the Swedish guy, because the Swedish guy, he's, he's sort of... Seems to be kind of in with their coach back in, in London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sort of watches them perform and says, you guys aren't bad. You guys should come to the World Championships. 
And they said, oh, what's the point? There's not going to be anyone there. I said, no, no, there'll be Japan, there'll be the US, there'll be... Um, Italy. Obviously, Italy, obviously. Italy. Italy. I think Korea or something. Mind so. you, there were only five teams, weren't there? Yes, but it was six teams. They were the six oh, teams. Six, okay. So they said, look, we'll win, but there's going to be a good battle for second place. <laughs> right. You guys might have a chance. So and anyway, they do their routine. They think it's gone all right, but they're not sure. It turns out they don't come last. The US come last. Yay! And they cheer so loud. That the US looks at them going, What are you that we just came last? Why are you so happy? Like and that's they have to sort of apologize. Yeah. And then they said, Oh, we'll get called out next. Czech Republic, they're a fifth. They're like, Yes. And then it's like uh Japan, Canada or whatever. And they end up they come second. Second, yep. And Sweden win. And then after that is like, Yeah, we come second, we're awesome. And um the other guy on the team, the real estate guy, who was quite keen on the coach, yeah. he like brushes the Swedish guy aside. Because he was a bit of a knob, a bit arrogant, but full of himself. Yeah. And we As didn't you like would them. when you're a male synchronized swimmer. Oh, especially a Swedish one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he gets the bird. And then they fly back to London. And there's the, probably this great scene, actually, where they he turns up with his synchronized swimming team outside the council chambers in the courtyard there, or square, or what? what is that spot? Do you oh. know what it is? <laughs> it's a grand building of some sort. It's a big roundabout. Yeah, okay. And it's all enclosed. And um, this great song comes on. Um, it's going to be a beautiful day or something oh, like that. Elbow? Is that who sings that? Yeah, it is. I couldn't Elbow. figure out who it was by. Yeah, beautiful day, it's called, yeah. Yeah, really great song. And they do a, a, an on land routine, but in their Speedos. And, and, uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, and it's a great routine, and it's very romantic because the whole thing, all she wants, she just wants him to say, I love you. Aww. That's all she wants. That's all, just, all that she wants. And sometimes that's all women need, just to just, just tell me you love me and give me a nice big cuddle beef. <sighs> that's all they need. How good is a bloody good cuddle? That's, <laughs> and he gets her back beef. He does. <laughs> and he's got a silver medal on when he does it. Oh, I know. And it's a super feel good, happy movie beef. It actually is. It was a lot happier than that other way back with Ben Affleck, the dark, brooding boozer. Mm. And that's really about it. There's a, Some stuff happens in the middle, <laughs> but it's just a lot of toing and froing before you can see quite clearly they're going to go to this Milan thing. They do perform in front of some kids yep. at a, a party to literally no applause. Yeah. They just look shocked and they think it's a bit weird. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But they had to do a performance to mm. uh, satisfy the coach, didn't they? That's what it was for. But that was... Uh, I, that was... So when you were trying to find a film, did you look up sports again? And that oh, I, I just turned I went on to Binge, I think, instead of Netflix. So right. I, just, I just type in the sports. And, and they, they have a category that says Sports Binge Centre. So I click on that and then it's got all these sports films. Wow. Um, it's going to be some interesting And I, I'm ones. trying to look for something a bit different to just yeah. like the 1980s martial arts vibe because oh. <laughs> there's, there's a fair there's a chunk There'll of them. There'll be a few of them. I went with this one. And, and I was, amazingly, eight of the ten films I've seen, that was one of them. I can't believe you've seen that. Well, it is, it's British. It, That's the was... first British film to feature on, oh, apart from the all Welsh Oh, Grand Slam. <laughs> Grand Slam. Grand Slam was awesome. Welsh, as not well British. As, no, what's, Welsh, not British. What's the... <laughs> Twin Town. We did Twin Town. How again. can you say that when you're in the Great Britain Olympic team? Again, Welsh, not British. Twin Town we did. Twin Town. Amazingly, Twin Town, I think there's a premiere on Saturday. The guy that did Twin Town mm. was trying to get the money together to do a sequel. Okay. In the end, because the, lots of people died in that film and everything else, mm. he wanted to do a prequel called yep. Tin Town. Okay. And 
something happened in mm. terms of copyright or rights. Mm. So um, that's it's not, on hold. It's not happened. So he's kind of um, manipulated the Tin Town script into a different film again, mm. based in Wales. Yeah, I think it might. I was going to say it's going to be a whole other film. It's called though. La La Land, but it's not called La La Land. It's called yeah. Shangri La or something along those lines. Okay, but that world premiere is on Saturday. Oh, I'm not invited. Oh, what a shame. Uh, great review, Rob. Yeah, with that. Actually, it is. Look, in all seriousness, I have to say, good. I didn't put a lot of thought into that. It is a good watch. Yeah, it, it is actually a is a good it's film. Different. It's not like one you watch to laugh at. It's actually a pretty yeah. enjoyable. And wasn't lying. It is a genuinely true story. <laughs> it, it is uh, that part I didn't. know. It did happen. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing. Quiz time, Rob. It is quiz time. I think you'll win this week. Okay. Come on, give me something normal. All right, it's a quiz, people. Sports trivia. You, we you, ask get, each other. you get at least one. Okay, at least one. That's a good sign. Sports trivia. We ask each other five sporting trivia questions of varying levels. Penalty shootout style. Best of five wins. All right, question one for you. What three cities have been home to the NFL's Raiders? What three cities? Los Angeles, Oakland. Yep. LA Raiders, Los Oakland Raiders. Uh, um, no, 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 I was going to go to like, uh, there was some stuff happening with Memphis first. Are they still, can you just ask, are they still going? Yeah, they're still going. They only recently moved from Oakland. Yeah, that's that's where I was going to go next. Yeah. I thought it was more recent. Yep, yeah, two years ago they moved. Okay, fact, so, yeah. uh, I, well, I have no idea. I'd assume they'll stay on the West Coast. So I'm going to say the Seattle Raiders. They moved to Vegas, Rob. Vegas! They moved to Vegas. Lost. That was probably should have got that. Oh, I don't know. Two-thirds. I, was gonna, I thought points. the Austin Raiders sounded good. Oh, the Austin Raiders? Yeah, That'd yeah. be cool, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay. San Antonio, they reckon, is the next cab off the rank for the oh, yeah. apart from London. Fast is growing, San Antonio. 1.2 million people in San Antonio. I didn't realise. Mm, yeah, I, didn't, I knew big. that. Big. Yeah. Home of the Alamo. England rugby player Mike Tyndall married which member of the Royal Family uh, in 2011? Zara Phillips, correct. Olympic medalist as correct. well. Correct, 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 correct. All righty. What Olympic sport features... 470s, 49ers, and lasers. What Olympic sport features 470s, 49ers, and lasers? Well, lasers are in the shooting. I know that much. <laughs> They're not in the shooting. They're in the um, modern pentathlon. Yeah. 470s. 470s, 49ers, and lasers. So when you say 470s, is that as in 470? Or four so. times seventy. No, f- they call them the four seventies. A forty niner and lasers. Lasers, yeah. Uh, skateboarding. No, that's sailing classes. Oh, laser! Yes, I could have got laser. I knew laser was a sailing thing. I think four seventies might be the length of the boat, or that yeah. might be the length of the sail. Possibly, I don't know. Ah. Oh. Which English fruit merchant and amateur sailor returned to Portsmouth on July 4th, 1968 after sailing around the world in 354 days? Amateur fruit sailor? <laughs> yeah, that's just on the side. But, but no, amateur sailor, 1968. 68, even earlier. July 4th. Lord Mountbatten. <laughs> Alec Rose? No. Nah. Nothing there? No. Sorry, B. That's all right. The record for tries scored by an individual at a Rugby World Cup is eight. 
Jonah Lomu did it in 1999. Name either of the other two record holders. You don't even have to get both, Rob. Either. So, Mark Ellis got six in one game, but I don't think he played another game. So, eight, you said? Eight is the record, yeah. Okay. And it's shared between three people. Brian Abana. It is Brian Abana, Rob. Okay, good. So, that gonna gets get, me the point. Going to go for the other one? Um, uh, is Ralph Lowe? No. Oh, it's a Welshman. No, he only he got seven oh. in 2019. It is... Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, it's the guy who came from Rugby League to England. Uh, no. If Jason Robinson, you think? Yeah, Jason Robinson! <laughs> no, Julian Sevilla in 2015. Really? Yeah, didn't know that either. No, I didn't know that. Oh, he got a he got a hat-trick against someone. Well, he got eight in the World Cup in 2015, Rob. Yeah, well, it's a record. I know, but I remember one game where he got three. Uh, I mean, he scored four tries, actually. Canada or Tonga or some rubbish you play. All right, I'm back in the game, one all. One and two-thirds you've got. Erica Rowe. Yes. Michael O'Brien. And Mark Roberts are all famous for doing what at sporting venues? They're all... I mean, you, you could have just said that Erica Rowe. Oh, yeah. 1984. <laughs> so they're all streakers, Rob. They are all streakers. What was the 1984 Erica Rowe? Erica Rowe was what kind of the world's first <laughs> streaker. She jumped out into Twickenham during the rugby match and topless. Okay. And she famously got marched off with a policeman's helmet covering her modesty. <laughs> and let's say she was quite modest. She had ample bosom. Right, I see. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, okay, 2-1. On Australia's 2004 tour to India, which Australian mate topped the batting and bowling averages? One player. One player, bowling and batting. So they lost that series... So, it has to be someone all-rounder. I'm just going to throw it out there that it's Michael Bevan. So close. Oh. So close. Do you remember he took six for eight to win a test match? Michael Clark. Michael Clark. Oh. I get that he got the batter, but the bowling as well? Because yeah. Bevan was a way better bowler. Oh, yeah. But, he, oh, I mean, he took six for eight, so he was going to win the bowling. It's just, I knew he wasn't in the test team much at all, Michael yeah. Bevan, but I thought he maybe got to go but around Clark, then. Clark. Because of that one oh, spell. Oh, Michael Clark. Damn it. You'll probably tell you about it as well, if you ask That's him. That's very annoying. In which city was tennis star Martina Navratilova born? Prague. Correct. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to remember if she was Czech or not. Yeah, she, I, I thought, she was cause, Czech. Because as soon as I saw a, an over on there, I thought, oh, maybe she was she Ukraine was or something. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought, I knew she was Czech, so I'm guessing. Like, yeah, I, th- I, I would have guessed Prague too. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I'm gone, am I? You're gone. Oh. Yeah. All right, easy one for you. Which country has won the most Olympics baseball gold medals? Well, I don't know if this is an easy one, but I'm, I'm going to go Cuba. It is Cuba, Rob! Yes. Well done. Roberto! All right, well, Famously. I didn't, didn't get disgraced. You going to ask me the last one or not? Oh, You're yeah. Save for later. Sorry, sorry. Which British female swimmer... Won a silver medal at the 1980 Moscow Olympics in the 400 meter medley. No, no, I'm going to guess Sharon Davis. It is Sharon Davis. Is that four? Four, yeah. One. The only one didn't get was Alec Rose. The only one was some unknown (laughs) sailor from the 60s. Well, I had to chuck something in there. (laughs) Well, that's good. Oh, there must have been a few. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot of questions in there that were very, very easy. I just picked the ones that I really had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I knew, I thought Zara felt was a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially... I'd never heard of those streakers. I wouldn't have got that. But the, you could have got it from the question. 
And yeah. I, I think I've heard of Sharon Davies. She does a bit of commentary nowadays. Okay. She was kind of uh, a blonde bombshell, quite, okay. quite attractive for a time. <laughs> Moscow, was that the one where they like had the, 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 the incident? The incident with the... with the um, Oh, the Americans boycotted. Yeah, the Americans boycotted. So that's not the one... Which is the one before... Was it Montreal where they had the hostage takeover? Uh, Munich. Munich, so, sorry. Munich, 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 uh, Munich. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 72 yeah. was that. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. That's Steve Prefontaine's hey, one. Actually, there is a film. You should do this. Genuinely. What? Apparently, it's brilliant. I think it's called One Day in September. Okay. It's about that 72 that Olympics thing. in Munich. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, it's really, it's like uh, legendary as a sports film. Four. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's the news time. Back off, you twat. The show is giving you. The show is oh, giving you a hurry up. That's why we're adult themed, Rob. It's that bloody sting. <laughs> Hush up, you twat! It says. Okay. Uh, vegan news. I uh, <laughs> skipped ahead, really, but uh, anyway. I was, I was just talking about Steve Prefontaine. Steve and, Prefontaine. Yeah, that, uh, he was. The, I actually found out. You mentioned him last week yeah. about when he died. Yeah. He was seventy-five. He didn't die yeah. too long after. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly yeah. enough, vegan news, Rob. Mm. Just as we were uh, racing through the bizarre vegan music festival where you can party with. The pigs to save their bacon. Ah, uh, yep. The unusual festival set to raise cash to help the abused and abandoned pigs at a Yorkshire sanctuary. Vegans attending a bizarre music festival this weekend will be happy as a pig in muck, quite literally. The Orchard Pig Gig is set to be held at a sanctuary for abused and abandoned pigs who apparently love rap, jazz, and classical music. Right, or do they just? Yep. The pigs from Pigs in the Woods Sanctuary, Uddersfield, West Yorkshire, will be free to roam around the world's first festival for pigs. A vegan-friendly event aims to, ra- aims to raise funds for the protection of abused and abandoned... How many times have they mentioned mm. abused and abandoned pigs yep. in this thing? There's not that many abandoned pigs out there. Well, here's where it comes down to. Okay. Apparently, it's become quite trendy to give micro-pigs as pets at the minute. What? You know these little miniature pigs? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's pretty cool for a couple of weeks, and then you realise you're it's actually... A pig. You've got a pig in your yeah, ass. Yeah, And you... And it... <laughs> <laughs> they're not really trained, and they're not really, you know, toilet trained or tamed uh, or domesticated. But so, so what? What sort of uh, category of being is trying this one out? Is, is it a hipster thing? Is it yeah. a? Um, but hipsters should Vegan be. Hipster. They should be the ones. No, are they the ones that are t- taking the ba- the little pigs as pets? The I think so. They should be the ones most aware that this is not a wise idea. If they're so animal conscious and animal friendly and all that, perhaps it's surely they should know you don't have a pig, pig as a in pet. The house. And my brother's old flat did it at university. Really, Max Boston. Max Boston. Yeah, yeah, that was the name of the pig. Of the pig. Because yeah. the rugby team is called the Bostons. His name was Max, so he's right. Max Boston. They did this out of stupidity and yes. lack a lack of genuine lack of care. Yeah. Although he did have a decent pig pen outside. Oh. And they threw all sorts out to him. Oh, he'd love that. Yeah, he was, he was quite happy. What type of pig is this? Vietnamese About, potbelly? Uh, I don't know what he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we wrote a song in the early days called Max Boston. Oh, right, yeah. I think I might have mentioned this a long time ago. Someone accidentally had made some hash cookies... <laughs> And threw them out to the pig. You haven't told this that story. <laughs> and then threw, they got thrown out to the oh, pig. Save that for next week. And Max Boston just chowed down on all these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt said uh, after about an hour or so, I went and checked, and Max was trying to walk, and his back legs has stopped oh, working, no. and he's just front crawling on the first two legs. He's off chops. 
<laughs> oh. See, the marijuana healing qualities. What happened of, to no. Max Boston, right? I think they found a f- home for him. Oh, good. They found a home from on a, Wasn't on it a, a farm. Butcher, a local butcher? No, was no, no. no, no. no. There, was a, there was a farm out in Real Christchurch somewhere okay. who was happy to take him. And well, they, I they wonder took if he's Max. still alive, Max Boston. I, definitely not. Definitely oh, not. Okay. Still, I mean, that was the year 1999. Wait, what's the lifespan? I thought pigs lived for like 40, 50 years. Oh, well, that, I mean, I haven't checked up. Okay. But uh, he was well looked after. I haven't, sorry, I haven't kept in touch with Max with Boston's, Boston's No, in fact, I was barely in touch at all. He was a happy pig. <laughs> there was Bear the dog and Max Boston the pig. And he had some guinea pigs too, I think. Was, uh, this well, is, Max my, Boston did? No, my brother's flatmate was responsible, Bevan Hames for responsible, who, right. who by fluke was the same guy oh. that got in trouble for um, throwing the crocker off the wharf at Rottenest Island. Let's not go into that. But he's a zoologist. He was trying to prove that they could swim. He got in an argument with someone. That, <laughs> he was He's a zoologist. He right. had a zoology degree. It's all, I'm a licensed. I've got was, a license to throw the crockers was, in the water. He was trying to prove that they could swim and got in a silly argument with someone. He said, watch this. And they came swim good he got um, in a lot he almost got in a lot of trouble for that almost it, it made the papers okay okay good. like i said we probably don't need to go there um I, i'm putting money on max boston's not still with us rob because the typical lifespan of the domestic pig is only six to ten years right so max yeah. rest in peace well he was max pretty boston. young i mean he would have he would have only been two or three when they got him in the home you know yeah. wasn't a big sucker i think it was like a kikuya pig I didn't know that was... Or a- Kiwi Kiwi or something? Something some, some sounds like that. Kiwi Kiwi thing. So, there is an issue with people taking on micro pigs yep. as pets. And, and this is what they're trying to get hold of here. This is what they're trying to raise funds of okay. so they can rehome abandoned, yeah. non-domesticated pigs, Rob. Okay. That's what I'm thinking that's happening. Go pig or go home, says. And what better way to do it than host the world's first gig for pigs. Good luck with the uh, gig for pigs at the Bizarre Vegan Music Festival that's happening this weekend. Tickets are 22 quid. Sales support in the pig sanctuary. Okay. Well, that's not the worst vegan news. It says the Orchard Pig Gig aims to raise funds to support the pigs in the woods sanctuary and more importantly to drive awareness around the growing number of abused and mistreated pigs that deserve a better life and a forever home. Uh, on this rare occasion, I'm actually yeah, quite happy with this story. I didn't uh, realize. Because I've not heard this is a growing trend. But no. if you are someone partaking in that, then you are an idiot. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's pretty similar. It's a, it's a less freaky version of Tiger King sort of just taking tigers and putting them in yeah. your house, you know. Yeah, pigs aren't meant for that. I'm, I reckon yeah. they're pack animals, Rob, as well. They yeah. want to be around other pigs. They don't want to be by themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's go to Nashville, Rob. Man arrested at restaurant after swinging his colostomy bag around. Gosh, that's a risk. A man has been arrested outside of a Kid Rock restaurant in Nashville. Kid Rock? Kid Rock's got a restaurant after he was accused of why getting... Why is that relevant? Well, Kid Rock owns the restaurant. Yeah, yeah but why would they mention that he owns it? Because like, f- he's famous, Rob. Yeah. Kid Rock? Werewolves of London and all that? But it's not like... It, but he's not to blame for it. I mean, you know... It's, it's <laughs> no, not. but perhaps the restaurant is called Kid Rock. Why don't Kid they just Rock? say the name of the restaurant? Perhaps that's what the name of the restaurant is. Maybe it is. Kid Rock, like the Hard Rock. Could this be. is the Kid Rock. Okay. Could be a He's junior. got his own franchise. Could be. He may have his own franchise of restaurants. Right. right. Well, let's uh, let's read further into an uh, investigation. The guy was uh, accused... Why he's throwing his colostomy The guy was accused of getting real down and dirty. Tennessee mm. police were called to the eatery on reports the bloke was being drunk and disorderly, but things escalated considerably 
presumably when he allegedly used a secret weapon in his arsenal. Metropolitan Nashville Police Department told Newsweek they arrived on the scene because security guards were having a hard time moving him away from the emergency exit door at Kid Rocks. Mm. Affidavit obtained by Newsweek states, When the Metro police officers arrived to the location to assist security, the defendant took out his colostomy bag from the inside of his front pants area and started to swing the bag around from left to right hitting two of the metro police officers with his feces <laughs> jesus h christ imagine walking past a restaurant on your saturday night out and innocently getting hit in the face with some dude's poo the incident went viral when it started spreading on social media and police eventually came clean about what happened ah that's there's a, a new thing. I've not not heard of that before. That's the first time I've ever heard of. Yeah, no, normally something something people uh, tend to be slightly embarrassed about want to keep hidden, <laughs> yes. not use as a weapon. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know how you have your super um, incredibly effort exerting voice that you do, right? Yeah. yeah. I sort of understand it now because you know how I can't do any of these northern <laughs> English ones. Yeah. I figured out there's sort of a. I've been practicing this sort of in my oh, head. Oh right. And to do a sort of a, a northern or that Welsh northern, one, that, right, uh, right. Yeah. So you got us. You're not, not quite Scotland. quite Scottish. Scotland. Got to just. You've got to talk really slowly. Uh, it's kind of that's kind of Yorkshire. Got, that's a little bit Yorkshire. You've got, got. You've got to talk really slowly and just pronounce everything like. You've got all the time in the world, but then it goes a bit Scottish That's sometimes a bit Bill too. McLaren, so it gets yeah. a, it gets a bit muddled. But I'm getting somewhere like in the it. I'm getting in the, in the region somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, that was quite Yorkshire the okay. first bit, and then you went Bill McLaren Scottish Scottish, co- Scottish rugby commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit that way. At yeah. the end, they're not far that way from each other. Those two. I mean, far enough, Rob. Uh, uh, far enough. Yeah, far enough. Yeah, and two totally different accents. You got to get the okay, oh, oh, Billy Connolly. You know, okay. Oh, when it's not, and how do you do your Welsh one? 88.3 Southern <laughs> FM, the sounds of the Bayside, phone a 9 or 0, oh, then make it in there. Not bad. 9088 You've got to have the slight uh, roll on the R, but like not too much. the way you're trying to have a go. There's I'm trying to, yeah. 88.3 Southern FM, <laughs> the sounds of the Bayside. Phone nine oh eight eight six four six six. What's coming up this weekend? But it's old cup, Rob. You must be jumping out your skin, man. Nah, nah, nah. Just watch it. Just, just watch yeah. it. Are you gonna have a punt on it? Nah, rugby's done super punting. Oh, they've got some free bets though. Yeah, because you wouldn't believe it. Three out of four in the multi. Oh. But Labrokes gives you a refund now if you get three out of four. So that's oh, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, good on that. So I'm happy with that. Other betting companies are available. We have to just cover our tracks here. Oh, yes, they are. I just mentioned. Yeah, it's, in, just it's meant, part of conversation. Um, but I'm saying, yeah. just to clarify, other betting agencies are available. Is someone had a word to you about this or something? No. Nope. You just know the law. I just, just know, you just know that know we have law. to. We're not allowed to specify, <laughs> especially on community radio. Uh, especially on community radio. Okay. Well, the Olympics is on for the rest of the week as well. That should be fun viewing. Yeah. Uh, England-India starts tomorrow if you're interested in test cricket. Oh. It's a great start as well. Eight o'clock. Yep. Eight p.m. starts. So you can watch the first two sessions. Mm-hmm. Take you through to about midnight. All happens. But it's all interesting that series. Together. Interesting that series. I think Australia are in Bangladesh right now. Today, tomorrow. I think it's only 2020's 
are they playing one day? I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. if the Aussies get turned over by the bangers, that is going to be headline news here. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all happening, Beef. It's, it's exciting all happening. Stuff. I mean, hey, I, yeah. Quickly, we've got, to, uh, we've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky. They did not sponsor Mad Mike Hughes. I've got to let you know because he really wasn't getting anywhere near space. I'm going to investigate. Are you? Into that, what the story, the whole story is, and whether gonna, anyone's trying to write a movie. The movie rights. To Mad Mike Hughes. It could be something pretty impressive. Although it's just unfortunately got a very sad ending. Or not a sad ending, but kind of a... That's life, Rob. That's life. It's a real blaze of glory type of thing. Steam-powered rocket. I mean, there's just such a fine combination of stupidity and genius. I don't even because no. no, the fact is he still he managed to build a steam powered rocket. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he still okay. managed to actually build that. You're right, I'm but not but that. it's 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 not similar to the jousting. You know, it's the the oh. courage that it took to do it and the to, is impressive. Ex- but you, the ex- stupidity that's in line with partaking. Are you excited for Matt Damon's new jousting film? I saw an ad for that. Oh, oh, you sent it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, maybe we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And so you should. Is it going to be on the cinema or is it at I the Netflix? I think it's a cinema release. Okay, it's very, okay. very moodily shot. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, our jousting friend obviously was very interested in the half helmets. He had a full face available yeah. to see out, but only one side of his head was protected. Okay. Not sure that's going to work too well in jousting. No, dodgy. Anyway, back to Jack Link's Beef Jerky. That, we Officially the non-sponsor of Mad Mike Hughes, who did not make it to space. Yeah, and many other non-sponsors could also be named. Many. I'm just trying to process that sentence. But you're right. Many other non-sponsors could well be named. Yeah. But there was a reason why, Rob, that Jack Link's did not sponsor... Madge Mike Hughes. Is this something he didn't officially qualify as? He didn't get to space, Rob! Yeah. Because he's it's the food of astronauts! Because he's not an astronaut. Exactly. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. And this food is only for? Astronauts. It's not yeah. only for astronauts. Well, it's, it serves best as. <laughs> it's best, it's best served as. As nutrition for astronauts whilst they're yeah. in the upper atmosphere and beyond. Yeah. A salted meat snack. A dried <sighs> salted meat snack. So we've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, best beef jerky on the planet. If you're watching the rest of the Olympics, people, and I'm no doubt you are, and Bledisloe Cup, the cricket, loads of stuff's going up. Uh, English football starts this weekend properly as well. Good luck, New Book, anyway, to old. I wonder athletics. if it's about time I chose a football team. Well, you're... Independently involved with Newport County through this show. So that starts this weekend. So get nah. your Jack Link's beef jerky into you for all sports coming up for Integral Maybe Crystal viewing. Palace. Crystal Palace. Nice. Okay. Crystal Palace it is. Are they still in the top? Uh, do they get relegated? They're in the top two. One of the two. No, I don't want them then. All right. Well, in between oh, now. Oh, no, Man City. It's Man City. Oh, Man City. Oasis. Because you're an Oasis <laughs> fan. I thought you were a Blur fan as well. I don't know who they support. Chelsea, probably. Mm. What about Led Zeppelin? Who did uh, Robert Palmer support? Robert, Robert Plant, Palmer. even. Oh, he's from Birmingham. Oh, there you go. So it's be Wolves, Walsall, Birmingham City, or Aston Villa. <laughs> One of those four. Uh, I'm going to research into this. I think he was a Villa fan, weirdly enough. I've got, some, I've got a memory that he may have been a Villa fan. Anyway, we've got to go, Rob. It's late. Like, the Scar Show's on in a minute. Right. Roy's six minutes late. Uh, this has been episode 209 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week.